I don't know what happened with him. Uh, and I don't think Mike Norvell did either. But, you know, he made some splash plays and just seven-on-seven seven and one-on-ones. But then when it got down to uh, first team versus first team, they are going second team versus second team. You know, Micah Pittman getting thrown in there, and he made two leaping grabs for touchdowns today. Um, was all over the field but made crazy contested catches and hat tip off to him. He kind of had a little bit of a slower start to spring. But Magnervell was really happy to talk about him after practice. And man, oh man, what a what a day from Pitt, Pittman. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E-Dub in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder, Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from here. The Spear presented to you by NoahGameDate.com. We are back. We are back. Spring football is back. And it feels really, really good. We had a break last week, spring break. I won't comment on what I did on my vacation, nor what the Steelers did before I got on my vacation. But what matters the most is that spring football is back. We've got a scrimmage on Saturday. And then uh, we've got one of Florida State's best spring practices actually just happened just a few hours ago. Mike Norvell, really, really happy after what he saw this Thursday evening. Year three. Yep. One of the biggest spring, if not his biggest camps uh, at his tenure at Florida State, a big spring for him. So with me this evening is Austin Beasy, lead basketball writer up there, connected with a few former Knowles I saw today on the Twitter. And then we got Nate Greer, lead recruiting insider down below, and then Dustin Lewis, lead writer and editor bottom right gentlemen it's good to see you kind of you know had a little break there it was nice reset the shockers since christmas time and uh, now we're back for which is going to be a fun next couple of months uh we've got a busy definitely a busy month ahead how are we doing doing great first thing i want you to do logan <clears throat> is pull your instagram up and i want everyone to see that titanic shirt that you are wearing because I just haven't, I haven't really seen anything like that before. Where that's, did you even purchase? That was Etsy. Thought, Etsy's coming in clutch. We probably purchased at the same place we saw that uh, Titanic DVD from when I was in Tallahassee for the spring game. I just saw <laughs> that, and I don't know why. I don't know why it made me laugh, but yeah, I, I had to wear that. Was it was perfect for the cruise too. And Titanic is actually my favorite movie of all time. I've watched it over twenty times. But yeah, I had to go with the Titanic vibes. Uh, my favorite beyond like if any close friends know me those are that's my favorite movie i've watched it actually like 20 plus times it's a little obsessive but um had a titanic time. would be your that explains a lot Him yeah and watch it together we won't that we'll say together do not say together <laughs> <laughs> not say together oh that God. explains a lot it was yeah, just you two sure. 
No, no. Late at night. It's not watching. No. Anyways. Adult beverages. So so how hard did you cry when Jack died? Uh, Well, I don't know, like six or seven tears. And then I just kept on looking at Rose and she saved me. Like every I grew time. up a lot watching that movie because you get you know they paint a little bit there and you know that's when I was watching when I was young and I grew up a lot then. <laughs> Anyways, people don't want to know about that, but uh, yeah, everybody have a good break. I don't know Pretty why you're calling it a break. You're the only one to have one. We worked all week. It was the rest of us <sighs> working. Finally, out of two years, I finally get a trip. This man Austin has been to every country concert probably. Okay, <laughs> and I was still working like. <laughs> Oh man! I but, worked yeah. like eighty-three hours last week, dude. Jesus. Well, I'm I'm proud of y'all. I'll, I'll sixty plus. That's how yeah. it should be. That's how it should be. Um, but yeah, no, let's get started. That's how it should be. We got we got a lot to talk about this evening. Let's go. Um, let's get started. So as always, listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Hit the subscribe button. We've seen a big, massive growth on there. I don't know what's going on, but appreciate everybody listening on the podcast platform and everybody in the comments right now. Everybody is here, so appreciate. Everyone hanging out with us. Let's start off with number one. What everybody kind of wants to talk about is Florida State's uh, veteran defensive back Jarvis Brownlee entering the transfer portal officially this morning. Uh, what hadn't been seen at practices for a little while. And, you know, we see some tweets and IG messages and posts and all this kind of stuff left and right from Brownlee's side. But uh, Florida State loses a starter from last year and to the transfer portal. How do you guys think this affects? the room and it doesn't more. affect the room. He was going to get passed up this year. Anyways, that's how I feel. He should have, he should have entered the portal after the Jacksonville state game. Wow. That's just how I kind of feel about it. Kind of feel. <laughs> just something Seriously, light I mean, there. I mean, you know, he's had his good moments and it's bad. Um, I, I just think that the way it went down, you know, you don't need that kind of, Turn BS in the locker room when you're trying to turn the program around, you know. Good good luck somewhere else. Go get your NIL, whatever it is that you want. You know, good luck to you. But, you know, you made a fool of yourself. Yeah, it's a tough loss, but there are plenty of younger players in the room that are ready to step into his role and potentially be even more productive. But at the same time, you're losing a guy who was – maybe the most experienced cornerback that you have coming back in uh, 2022. But hopefully Kevin Knowles, Marion Cooper, guys like that can just step up and begin to assert themselves even more with his loss. Yeah, I so, don't know if it's I don't know if it's a tough loss. I mean, because we've talked about a lot how he just – he wasn't great down the field as a cover corner, but he was great in run support. So especially with what we've heard the last month or so about him not really being around the team, kind of being cancerous in the locker room, it's – Mm-hmm. Whatever, let's get out of here. Yeah, um, I, I just feel that with the development of Amarion Cooper and then with Kevin Knowles, and then with for me personally, you know, just like it was just said, that he, he he's more of a nickel kind of guy, and I think there's better options, and I, I feel that he was going to get passed up anyways. Yeah, no, he had a lot of experience, and he made plays definitely in that run game defense. You know, he'd make some big-time plays at good times and third down and uh, make some tackle for losses, and uh, it's it's weird. And I think Coach Norvell has a close connection with him, and that was a player that he really had to stay close with in order for things to mm-hmm. be right. 
Um, you know, we saw him at tour of duty and he looked good, you know, looked a hundred percent and things were working right. And, you know, from what I was told from a source, it wasn't NIL related. This was strictly something inside the program that, uh, was working on for a couple of weeks now. And, you know, you see that Jarvis Bradley enters the transfer portal, but like you guys are mentioning, I think there's a lot of optimism, you know, there might not be a ton of college game experience or a lot of reps or plays, but there is some depth there that Florida State's able to work with. I mean, you're seeing Amarion Cooper make plays, Kevin Knowles. Those two last year were highlights from the season. And then you're starting to see some other guys, which we'll talk about when we get into some of these spring practice observations. Demory Tate, you've got Greedy Vance coming in now from Louisville that's making plays. There's optimism there. This is a loss for sure, but, you know. You can you can think ahead and feel pretty good at least. You no, know, for for me, there's a loss in the, you know, I do like his mentality. You know that that dog mentality. I do like that, but mm-hmm. you know, Florida State simply got to get better down the field in coverage, like Austin was kind of saying. And I don't think that he's a guy long term to help out FSU. So for me, I think that you know you lose experience, but. You know, it's addition by subtraction. And culture-wise, I mean, you just, you can't have guys that aren't fully bought in. <laughs> and I mean, you nope. you could tell with not only his absence from the team, but with kind of how how things were going on social media. You know, he he wasn't bought in, and that's something that Florida State simply can't afford to have right now going into Mike Norvell's third season. Yeah, Mike uh, has. Big time emphasis on locker room and culture there. And you're seeing that a change with recruiting. Definitely you and Nate are seeing that with recruiting. And then also in transfers coming in and bringing in good guys that uh, bring a good attitude and are fully bought into Mike Norvell's message. And so any kind of interruptions with that, it doesn't work out. We saw that when Mike Norvell right off the bat with some of the veterans like Marvin Wilson, Marion Terry, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of went through it. That was not a a pretty start, but then, you know, things developed and, you know, you still got Marvin Wilson coming back for practices. We saw him at the start of spring. So you're seeing, you know, that's just not going to work in the locker room under Mike Norvell. And, you know, I think we all agree here on the show. That's how it should be. So uh, Mike Norvell wished him the best of luck after practice uh, today. And that was kind of it. So um, best of luck to Brownlee and what, and his next endeavor, yeah, I, uh, wherever that is. I wouldn't expect Coach Norvell to really, go too much further than that you know mm-hmm. he's very yeah. guarded when it comes to that kind of stuff yeah as he should be mm-hmm. uh let's talk here uh some spring practice i mean you know i was sending the group chat earlier and i was probably sounding a little dramatic but uh today was probably the best practice we've seen out of spring camp um you know a couple reporters were asking was this maybe your best practice ever as a college uh, coach and Mike said, oh, I mean, we're not going to go too far, but this was a really, really good day and put a smile on Mike Norvell's face. And you could tell from the competitive energy, guys battling, making plays. This was it's one of those practices where guys are making plays left and right. And that just kind of trickles down to offensive linemen, defensive linemen. You've got linebacker stuff in the run. You know, it just starts clicking all around. And whenever you have that kind of practice, oh, those, those are the best. And Mike Norvell, really, really happy with what he saw today. And I think, number one, the guy to talk about first is going to have to be Micah Pittman. Um, I don't know what happened with him, uh, and I don't think Mike Norvell did either. But, you know, he made some splash plays and just seven-on-seven and one-on-ones. But then when it got down to uh, first team versus first team, they are going – 
second team or second team, you know, Micah Pittman getting thrown in there and he made two leaping grabs for touchdowns today um, was all over the field, but made crazy contested catches and hat tip off to him. He kind of had a little bit of a slower start to spring, but Magnervell was really happy to talk about him after practice and man, oh man, what a, what a day from Pitt Pittman. What are we smiling about Dustin? Uh, I was just looking at the comments. Oh, but yeah, uh, Oregon transfer wide receiver had a day and that's a really good thing to really good thing to see because we were hearing about Johnny Wilson, who also had a solid day. Um, you got to see Malik McLean who had multiple catches for touchdowns from Jordan Travis. Uh, absolute, absolute stud, uh, with these wide receiver room. And you look at too, you know, Jordan Travis connecting with these guys. And I think, you know, the chemistry is already built there with McLean, but Jordan Travis, you know, was kind of on his a game with some beautiful throws to McLean and Ontario Wilson. And, um, you know, you saw defensive players like Jared verse coming in for sacks. You had Steven Dix jr. Coming in to stuff the run, um, you know, I think you had an interception from Sam McCall. You had two interceptions from Shaheen Brown today, who obviously had a really big spring last year, uh, starting to see him click in also. Um, and like I said, you know, you've got transfers like Johnny Wilson, who uh, is getting back into a groove after a fantastic start. Things kind of slowed down, but now is, you know, I think he caught back-to-back-to-back passes for 15-yard gains today. He's a threat, man. I mean, I don't know really where to start, but Micah Pittman, Johnny Wilson, Malik McLean, hello. It's needed. You know, I, I, I'll i shout out, you know, Steve. You know, I, I retweeted one of, he, one of his retweets about, you know, just the – when you look at the talent that's been added to the roster at wide receiver, you know, just the amount of guys who were offered numerous – you know, power five division one offers versus what FSU had and what's left in the roster from Coach Norvell. And when he got there, there's definitely a talent increase. And, and, you know, we've talked about it till we're blue in the face about how, you know, Florida State needs better playmakers out wide. And, you know, for these guys to start to really put it together, um, you know, that does bode well for, for that room because whether – you know, the guys that have been there, like it or not, these guys are bartering for a reason. So, you know, it, it's it's increased the competitiveness. You know, the practice I was there, granted it was the first one, but, you know, Wilson was making great catches. You know, from what I understand, he's been pretty good throughout spring so far. So, you know, that's made him focus more. You know, so it, if anything, it's going to uplift that room. But it's great to hear that, you know, those guys are – putting it together because this offense needs it. Yeah, and by all accounts, Johnny Wilson has maybe been the most impressive wide receiver on the roster thus far. I mean, at Logan, I think that's something that you can echo. And at the same time, it's good to see Micah Pittman get a little bit more footing, come out and have a great day today. I wasn't out there, but I'm hearing it from you. So hopefully you're Mm -hmm. not lying to me. And (laughs) Malik McLean as well. You know, he's a guy returned on the roster that we think is still going to be able to assert himself in the rotation, maybe even a starter, despite the talent that Florida State is bringing in um, from the transfer portal. So it's good to hear the positive signs from them. And then especially about Jordan Travis, because, you know, really, this is his spring. He's the guy. And to hear that he's stepping up, continuing to make developments, um, becoming better as a passer, more comfortable in the pocket, 
really when I was out there, it just seems like he's so comfortable in the offense. He's talking with guys beforehand about plays, letting them know where they should be, how he's going to throw the football, certain things like that. So just him coming along as a leader has been another step, another step that has impressed me. And now who's going to step up behind him and uh, become the backup quarterback? Because we've seen some signs from AJ. We've seen some signs from Tate Rodemaker. Who's going to step up? You know, I think there's still, what, nine more spring practices for that to slowly start begin to get figured out. Yeah, this is a big spring scrimmage on Saturday. It will be closed to media, so we won't be able to be there and give y'all, you know, analysis on that. But um, this quarterback, which I want to get to in a second, but I forgot to mention Johnny Wilson had another wild catch down the middle. Dude hanging. So it, it was pass interference. The shirt was being held, and he was dragging the DB with him. Leaping catch in the air and caught it and brought it down. I think Mike Norvell Hall, Mike Norvell hauled 20 yards to him, and then Coach Atkins from the other side of the IPF ran 50 yards to go celebrate with Johnny Wilson. Uh, incredible acrobatic catch by the tall wide receiver. He he really is becoming a threat. And, you know, I talked about the Mark Rogers show last night. You know, you're losing Winston Wright Jr., which we haven't really commented on yet, but you lose him for, you know, whatever estimated time. You know, Mike Norvell didn't really give us an – an answer on what that looks like. I think there's, there's still things uh, for him, you know, for Winston Wright, just getting better. And after uh, a really brutal car wreck, so wishing him the best and his family. Um, But, you know, you lose Winston Wright Jr. Who's a guy that's stepping up and that's been Johnny Wilson. I mean, I don't think anybody in this group right now on the show was expecting him to emerge like this, like he has and to be a threat, and midfield, we knew he'd probably be a threat in the red zone. This has been a huge, big-time uh, grab for Florida State in that, in that transfer portal. And this is something Mike Norvell continues to do. He knows what talent to grab in that uh, transfer portal and develop them well. He's been more of a complete guy than I expected. Yeah. Complete. Yeah, you saw him in person, Nate. The speed, uh, how big he is but how he's got some muscle. I thought when I saw him in person, I thought I'd see, you know, a skinny guy, tall, kind of like Greg Karish a little bit, you know, but he's got I, some I was meat surprised on with how flexible, you know, you know, he's not, you know, not stiff by any, any means. And, you know, the way that he can, you know, he's a big guy that can run really sharp routes. You know, I was really surprised by it. Um, I want to Peter, comment, please. I, I do want to Stop. comment. I do want to comment too on uh, Greedy Vance, who had a slower start to spring and has really turned into becoming uh, a guy that's made plays left and right with multiple interceptions last couple of practices. And you know, we talked about Brownlee Jr. being gone now, entering the transfer portal, and Greedy Vance stepping up here getting a lot of burn on the ones, you know, in that first little period there where the media is allowed to share a video, you know, you see greedy Vance in there playing with the ones and uh, you know, had a slower start to spring, but is starting to click making plays doing well in contested coverage and almost being kind of locked down at sometimes where, you know, uh, quarterbacks aren't able to throw his way. And so uh, Malik McLean did have some good reps. Uh, Best way uh, to put it, Logan is that you know, greedy Vance is one of those guys that, when the pass come on, you see what kind of player he is. He's a gnat. You know, He's annoying. You know, you know, maybe the your shirt and shorts may not be the best thing for him, but you know the pass come on. You know, 
I was I didn't like what I saw first practice. I'll be honest with you, but mm-hmm. you know, you know, like you just said, you know, the word is that you know it's progressively gotten more acclimated and, and better. So it, it's good to hear. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good sign uh, coming from Greedy Vance there. Uh, I want to mention too, and we're not going to go too far into this, but it is most certainly what worth noting. I thought Demory Tate had his best day probably as as an FSU player, at least the practices that we've been able to view as best practice. Uh, by far, definitely spring. Didn't get to see a lot of them uh, during fall practices, but uh, this spring and this practice alone on Thursday was his best. Uh, he made one fantastic play in the end zone on a red zone throw uh, from the quarterback. It was a really great route ran by the wide receiver, Darren Williamson and Brownlee going at it. Both guys battled great and you know Demari Tate came away with the PBU PBU leaping and ripping the ball out while leaping to cause uh the incompletion and Mike Norvell uh, and the rest of the staff coach Woodson ran over to him and absolutely loved it and you're starting to see a rhythm from 31 and you know Nate you've harped on it a ton but this is what you wanted you want to see him click but you want to see this you want to see this consistently play out but 31 not saying anything too yeah, far yet. No, Nothing too yeah, far, far yet. Yeah. You know, you know, he's healthy, you know, in the right mindset. You know, that goes a long way for, you know, it, 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 it's a, can be a little bit of a, I'm not going to say the, the effort, but a mind F. You know, it can mess with your mind when you go from being a blue chip top flight recruit and, you know, not having a smooth transition over to, the next level, which he hasn't, he's been injured, you know, has some confidence issues and, and that's starting to come around for him. And, you know, I've said all along that, you know, Travis Jay and Demory Tater, two of the most talented guys in that secondary. And, you know, they just need one of those guys to, to put it together. You know, if both can great, but you know, it seems like Tate's really, you starting to hear his name a lot more in, in, in that's that's great for the defense. Yeah, it's good to see little signs of growth from him. You know, obviously being one of the most talented players in the country a couple of years ago, like you said, Nate, he's had it tough, you know, because COVID knocked out his first spring. Then last year he was on um, the card all spring. You know, he was out with that, that leg injury. So this is really his first time to have a true set of spring practices to get this um, growth time, extra time with the coaches prior to the fall, I think it's only going to benefit him. And just he could very well because, you know, he's a really talented guy. He could very well end up being a big surprise for Florida State moving forward if he can continue to assert himself assert himself, and stay healthy. Yep, exactly. And him, he's getting a lot of opportunities. I will say that we can't say depth stuff you know that's against the rules for media but he's getting a lot of good opportunities um and that's really what he needs and like you said nate getting that experience and more of that might clean off some of the things that some of that rust or whatever is going on mental wise Mm -hmm. might break that off for him and Uh, i know a lot of fsu fans think very highly of him there aren't very many defensive backs that you know on the hoof that look as good as he as he does he's very well put together he's got everything you want so it's good to hear that, you know, it's not just one practice that he's putting together back-to-back-to-back practices that it's starting to become a, a routine thing for him. Yep. 
I want to mention uh, two, and we had him on the show just a few weeks ago, and that's Deshaun Ward today. Uh, scored a few touchdowns. I wish I could take video so badly. I really wish I could. King of the Spring is back. The, the King of the Spring uh, is definitely here, and he's here to stay, but I, I can't get in too particular what happened, but let's just say <laughs> a dump off to Deshaun Ward and then a linebacker, an open field, and uh, uh, skates. We went we went roller skating for a little Damn bit the old one two. We went roller skating, and Sean Ward put it in for six. Uh, I mean, it was a catcher over the shoulder. He had already locked in on the linebacker. He got a glance while he was catching the ball, turned around, and juked, and it was – it was nasty. I think one of the videographers from FSU got the video, so hopefully they'll be able to share that soon. That was that was like one of those where the whole, you know, no matter if you're media, if you're a recruit or a family member watching that, I was like, okay, hold up. <laughs> That's just what Treshawn Ward does, eight ball, man. That was that was disgusting. But yeah, Treshawn Ward, and I thought the running backs on Tuesday had their best day. Uh, just kind of going over the last two practices, Dotchie Richardson, um, you know, for a highlight guy or a a highlight from the spring from a freshman. It's got to be Dotry Richardson right now for me, um, just because of the battles that he's going through one on ones. He's winning those reps. He's very, very hard to push back. It says he's 285 on the roster. He's well, he, he's definitely 300 or more. Um, he looks good. He's got a I nice don't think punt. so. He's kind of, I don't think so. I he's think thin, he is. He, now he talked, he talked to us, um, and the media, uh, interviews, newcomer interviews, and he said he was going to be about 300. Uh, by the end of spring, so I think he's he's there, and he'll, if it's not the end of spring me, though, trust me, I'm there. I know, and plus, me, I'm the expert too on weight. Guys gaining weight, who's losing weight, uh, who looks <laughs> good, who doesn't look good, and my analysis is usually on par. So, um, Dachi Richardson nearing 300 pounds, put it on the headline right now. But yeah, Dachi Richardson has looked good along with uh, Bless Harris, and you know, not a not a true freshman coming in, but at least offensive line wise. Uh, he's he's looked really good. Those two offensive linemen, I think, have stood out the most, maybe. And I think there's still a true battle between the center position between Maurice uh, Smith and Caden Lyles. I, I don't think that's a wrap-up uh, yet. The scrimmage will probably be huge for them. But, um, yeah, Dotry Richardson has been someone fun to watch. You know, not expecting a lot of out of him this upcoming season, no. But for him, as an early enrollee making plays, He's got some fight to him, too. I will say that. Yeah, anything that you can get out of a true freshman, early enrollee offensive lineman in uh, his first couple of spring practices is great, in my opinion, because just it takes so long for those guys, at least the majority of guys coming in as true freshman offensive linemen, to reshape their bodies, to get up to that ability to battle with guys who have been in college weight rooms for three, four, five years. It's tough to do, so it's encouraging to to see some early signs out of him. Uh, another, I mean, this was just a good, really good practice overall. You know, I've got a few notes on here. Ja'Kai Douglas made another crazy catch on the sideline. It was funny. Mike Norvell came over to us. I think Jeff Cameron was over here next to me, and he said, hey, y'all can write about Ja'Kai Douglas being good. <laughs> So I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, he, lo- he likes Douglas, and he talked about him after the practice today about how how deadly he can be a deep threat anywhere threat and he's making grabs uh you know he's not the tallest guy and norvell mentioned that but he can really leap and make these grabs uh and so this wide receiver room man uh, 
I don't know. I don't know who who's going to be pushed out. I, I, at this point, I don't really know. I, I might have a, a, a one name, maybe two names, but it, it's guys are clicking. You know, these veterans are, are competing. These transfers are making plays. Pittman, you know, we already talked about Johnny Wilson. Deuce, you know, is still developing. You know, as a wide receiver, but has a threat with how lengthy he is. Um, you know, this wide receiver room is a true true big time battle. And we expected that, that with the corner position um, on the defensive side of the ball, but this scrimmage will be, it's going to be interesting. You know, we'll hear from the coaches and uh, the assistants afterwards uh, to around 1230 on Saturday. So we'll get a little bit more of a feel on it, but um, the scrimmage will be pretty big uh, for some of these players. Definitely. Some of them getting a lot of reps, with the ones, some guys that last year were getting reps with the threes, they're getting reps with the ones. We got to see a lot of that today with uh, some of these players getting in and getting some opportunities that they had never seen, that I had never seen before, but maybe they never even had too. Um, I want to too mention Jared Verse. Uh, you know, he talked to us after the practice and said he's. So I think a reporter uh, asked about you know the spring practice or spring scrimmage and if he's excited for it, and he said, "Yep." It's all about depth chart for me. And that's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. I know y'all have not named him yet or uh, expecting him to be a starter after spring on the defensive end. But uh, that's all I needed to hear. Um, let me just, t- I can't show the picture. I don't have it up yet. I, I need that's to see a big the big dude. The, I, and need out- the, I need to see the foot race between versus and Jordan Travis. I was, I was going to mention that to, I was going to mention that just right now. I, I forgot to text y'all it, but um holton one of our new writers at Noel game day uh jordan travis had to escape the pocket and was running down the sideline and then i took like a glance because i wasn't fully watching it i was like who is that who's that big guy running with jordan travis down the sideline and and jared verse is like not fully running and he's like kind of cushioning him into the sideline he doesn't want to touch him he doesn't want to get in trouble but Holton's like, what in the hell is going on here? Jared verse can fly. I'm like, yeah, he went toe to toe with Jordan Travis there. I don't think Jordan Travis fully speed. No, I don't think he's fully taking it on full speed, but Jared verse has been a menace everywhere. Run game, pass rush. Uh, he looks the part by far. That's a big, that's a big guy, but I'm, I'm expecting a lot out of Jared verse for the rest of the spring camp. And I think he's going to have a pretty, Pretty good uh, scrimmage. Yeah, it looks like Florida State's going to have, you know, five guys at defensive end. You, you know, you're not going to, you know, you, you're losing Jermaine, who's just shot up the, the draft boards for a reason. But, you know, it looks like they're going to have, you know, Briggs and McClendon and Verse and Peyton and Fuller. So, you know, they're going to have five guys that can do a lot. You know, Tur- Byron Turner, who, no one's yep. really talked about yet. Who's had a solid spring, so you you're looking at a solid three deep, you, you know, possibly as, as spring comes to an end here in a few weeks. So, you know, it, it, it's it's good to hear for the defense that they, you know, have guys that, you know, you're gonna have a drop in production just from the sheer talent standpoint, but you're gonna have guys that can still produce. Yeah, there's going to be some potential off of that edge. Like you said, Nate, it's not going to be as standout as it was a year ago with the pass rush, but I think you're going to have more depth because you kind of struggled with the guys 
behind Jermaine Johnson and behind Kier Thomas a season ago. Like you said, now you have five, maybe six guys that can all step in there in different scenarios and be quality options for Florida State off the edge. Someone wake up, Austin. He's had his eyes closed and he just yawned. We got to wake him up. But the jersey. I asked fly. him why he showed up to this podcast. For I, I thought basketball season was over. Austin likes football. Listen, man, I do. I'm tired. Austin likes football. I'm just tired. He's just tired. But He's Austin also wants to be part of the, you know, the realigning of the stars of of. No, I do not. Basketball uh, taking a no. step back and in, in, in football getting back to where it needs to be. So it's been a conversation. To be a part the, of that. It's been a conversation group chat all week after Coach Semrau stepped down for women's basketball. Uh, <laughs> been a conversation. I don't. I'm not vibing with it. I'm just not. You just you're just having to deal with it. It's okay. Yeah, it's just going to continue that way. Well, you know, we'll get there. We'll talk about it after one Austin, Austin, after one rough things, season of basketball. Some things are out of your control. Just let it mm-hmm. let it happen. Some let, things are let, out of your control. Let it yeah. get let it let like it get me. back to a balanced <laughs> universe. Let it get back there. And also, also, it looks like my eyes are closed. I'm actually watching the Gonzaga game, like down here. Yeah, so. yeah, yes, I'm watching it too. And so, if I, I may be looking down and look, watching the game. That's part of it. Mm, true. Um, uh, we haven't really mentioned uh, 35's name, and you know, we just get to see him taking first team reps uh, in the first bit of practice, which we can talk about. But 35. Not too shabby either. I've been just adding that into that pass rush. I don't think he's worth not mentioning. He's uh he's looked pretty solid too. So like going back to that pass rush, that's that's at least a good good thing about you, you lose Jermaine Johnson, you lose Kier, which Kier was at practice today. Um looks good. He's definitely slimmed down a little bit too. Um, but Kier, you lose Kier and Jermaine. But you know, if Warner's able to come in, you've got McLennan, you've got Burse, you've got Uh-oh, some of these Holmgren other guys like Fuller, out. you know. You got a lot of optimism. I'm muting Nate because we're talking about Gonzaga basketball while spring football is going on. I've never seen anything like it. You know, I've never seen anything like it's it. It's March. Ew. I didn't even know basketball was going on. Someone put in the comments if you've never. Never mind. Uh, yeah, it's easy, it's easy to forget about Leonard Warner since he didn't play last season. But who knows? You know, he could be a sneaky option for Florida State if, if he bounces back well from that injury and. Logan, I think you you've said it, but he's he's had a couple of impressive flashes during spring practice, and obviously he's a guy that's played a lot of snaps at the college level. Something that Florida State doesn't really have coming off of that defensive end room right now. So we'll see. Could be intriguing. You know, you know who hasn't flashed is Mr. Trubisky, but we'll talk about that at some point. And trust me, I'm a Bears fan. You were I off topic. I- you know what I thought? I was going to see uh, Jameis. I thought like whenever I was on my cruise, I was going to be like on an island and I was going to get a notification as be Jameis' Steelers. And I thought I was just going to get trashed. Like someone's going to have to get me back on the ship. But that com- turned the complete opposite where I was just drinking myself away from the thoughts of having Mitchell Trubisky and a jersey and uh, black and gold. It's depressing. It's It's depressing. We're gonna have a bet this year where you're gonna have to you're gonna wear a Mr. Trubisky jersey sometime not, this year. It's well, Malik Willis shirt. So I, I, no, I, I will say, I will say, you know, it, it's good to see that 35 is making some plays, but the Florida yeah. State has to de- depend on him um, long term. That does not bode well for the defense. That that yeah, that, likely that, that, that means there's been a massive in, massive injury debt to you know. No, we don't want to go there. Yeah, is, luckily is, they don't. Is 35 the White Wilkes of the football team? Is that what I'm hearing? 
Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was giving I was giving some love to Warner, you know. No, I'm just saying. No, cause because Warner was actually, you know, a a high profile recruit. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Out of Georgia. So Wilkes was a borderline four star, if I remember right. Borderline. He and was, he almost, up he was almost top one hundred. Yeah. Oh wow. Well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Uh I just wanted to mention the quarterback room too. You know, I think, you know, Jordan Travis is, you know, that's that's your starting guy. You know, he's he's looked good. I thought I think He's, lo- he's levels ahead of the quarterbacks behind him. Um, so, and, and I think it is really a true battle between Duffy and, and Rodemary. I think Duffy's still learning on getting his reads down, dealing with the pressure is one of the things that uh, he's working on a, a lot. And, you know, Norvell is really close with him and Tokar's on developing him and on understanding, you know, do you need to move out of the pocket? Do you stay still? What reads are you missing? That's something Duffy's still learning on. But you're seeing some plays like we saw – on Tuesday, where he threw a 50-yard rope down to Deuce Span uh, for a touchdown, or would have been a touchdown, but you know that was a fantastic throw by Duffy, and there, you're seeing signs of that, and that's what you want to see from an early enrollee freshman quarterback. That's what Mike Norvell talked about today, and we heard from Duffy saying, you know, I can't wait to be in Doak on Saturday. This is actually going to be his first time. He said with cleats on inside Doak, so he's really looking forward to competing. But I, I think, you know, Rodemaker has know, Stop. That's what? what I was just saying. Rodemaker? Yeah. Well, I, I, that's what I wanted to. That's what I wanted the, to kind the, of bring up here. I wanted the, to bring the, up the Rodemaker thing because I'm seeing a little too much posted in different places, and I'm not gonna see a little needs, too much. Everyone needs a little to too stop. Much. Everyone needs to stop. <laughs> the, the the defense. So the offense needs Duffy to take the second. That second yes. spot. Yes. Um, and. It, 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 if it doesn't happen that way and, you know, Travis gets hurt, not saying that Duffy, you know, he's a freshman and he's going to play like a freshman at times and he's done so in, in spring practice. But, you know, I don't know where this stuff about, you know, Tate Rodermaker is coming out and, and that's no knock on him. But I'm just saying that people need to just step back a little bit and relax on that one. Yeah, he's a great it's, practice arm. Go ahead, Dustin. I was saying, just sticking with Duffy. You know, only six practices in um, with his first spring at Florida State. Coming from the high school level to the college level, the I think the biggest step up is probably taking in a college offense. It's going to take him some time to get down all the schemes, the calls, the checks, the different audibles, everything that Florida State wants to do. And from what I've seen so far, it really seems like Mike Norvell and Coach Tokars, they're they're approaching him from a learning standpoint. They're spending a lot of time talking to him about the little details and just how to go about certain things, like you were kind of talking about a little bit, Logan. So it, it's going to be huge. And it, it's going to come down to Duffy or Rodemaker, obviously. I think Duffy has more potential than Rodemaker. But at the same time, Tate was impressive during tour of duty. He's had some flashes during the first couple of spring practices, and it's going to be interesting to to kind of watch how it plays out because this is a big spring. This is a big spring for Tate Rodemaker's future at Florida State. If he gets passed up by AJ Duffy, you know, does he look to stick around at Florida State as as a potential backup throughout his career, or does he look to transfer? That's a question as well. Yeah, you see, you've seen flashes from Rodemaker 
every spring camp, every fall camp. And that's great. And, and you're seeing some signs of growth there. But, you know, the whole thing of boom, huge day, boom, huge day. I, at least from the practices I'm seeing, I'm not seeing that. I'm not going to crush other people's opinions, but at least from mine, I'm not seeing that. I don't know if I'm at different practices than other people are. I don't know. I, maybe I am. Maybe I've drank a little bit too much on the cruise before coming back this week, but you know, you know, strides are strides are being taken. There's just still a lot of work to be done and I'll keep it at that. Uh, anything else, gentlemen, anything else from, practice anything that y'all heard or anything i guess you're, you're the one so that so. yeah i was about to say go screw yourselves let uh, us know you if you got something you want to talk about yeah let's talk about, you know one thing that we do need to talk about and the chat wants us to give our reaction and is that new badass fsu locker room that was unveiled over this past weekend Florida state players came back from spring break and were unveiled and shown the new fsu locker room and wow hello Michael Alford, let's get some things done. Why don't we? And I think Florida State fans are liking their new AD just a tad. I think the players are too. How do y'all feel about those new lockers, man? They We got some videos from uh, James Coleman. He sent us a few. He went and visited them on Tuesday. Those are they're big lockers too. I know some of the pictures doesn't, it doesn't seem that way, but there's some big lockers. They can fit uh, uh, Joshua Farmer. They can fit Robert Cooper. Maybe not Robert Cooper, but they can they can fit you know, farmer in there. Uh, but yeah, how do y'all think about those locker rooms, man? Those are pretty badass. I thought I it was, I thought it was clean. You know, the, the all white look um, complimented Florida state's colors really well. I thought, and the trophy room, there definitely needs to be some additions in there, but the way it's set up, it looked really nice. And the lockers themselves where the players are, they need to be a little bit, Better on the fine details. I was watching Ja'Kai Douglas's Instagram live, and he was pointing at his locker, and he was like, "What is this?" They had him listed at running back. He's like, "I'm." A, he was shouting across the room, "I'm. A, I'm a receiver now." So they're gonna have to get that switched up. But it was a good overall. It was a good unveiling, and it kind of fits the, I guess not theme, but the direction that a lot of these, a lot of these schools are moving to, and that is, um, you know. A lot of bright, lots of colors, or lots of LEDs, clean, lighting, LED, yeah. yep, LED, real sharp, sharp, sharp stuff. So I like it. Dude, if there's these, ever time for a white helmet, this will be the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting on my source to give me the give me the uh, you know green light to say, all right, they're they're coming. But uh, they did put an order in for it last year. But like I said, that warehouse that warehouse, like went up in flames or something so that ruined that but my favorite detail dude these are i love this side paneling right here just the extra detailing on here that's mm -hmm. on that spear that's badass i like that a lot um yeah you saw all the, they've got the compartment for the pads they you can open yep, up the back there. of the seat store some valuables the bottom of the seat you can store stuff they've got some charging ports really really nice little setup and i'm sure those chairs are comfortable too those it looks poor, like to go uh, play and get a tour and just go like sit down. Poor, <laughs> <Just> sit down. <laughs> of course, that's what you want to do. You just want to sit down. I feel bad for <laughs> those equipment guys that clean that stuff up after. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah I feel bad for the cleaning people having to clean those walls. You know? Those walls are gonna get dirty fast. Yeah, I'll but it's everything. nice, man. It, 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 it's very modern in, in what everyone's doing. So, you know. Yep. 
I didn't like how they had the crystal ball just out in the open. Guys were just walking over and picking up the crystal ball. And I forget who I was watching there live. He was like, this is worth a million dollars. That was Mike Fuller. I think that was Krishan Fuller. I think it was. It was Fuller or a D. I mean, maybe it was maybe it was Kevin Knowles. I don't know. I know. It's like the extra details up here. You got your LEDs, but then you got like the different kind of design. I don't know. I'm not in architecture, whatever uh, the heck the, that's called, but it's that, pretty, I like it. You know, that renegade it's, it's clean. Yeah, the renegade there and that having all of these here. Mm-hmm. Um, the rings from the years, but yeah, I think my favorite part, I didn't know that. The, the, these spears on the side. I love that new FSU mm-hmm. spear. The new FSU spear is clean. Um, but yeah, you can see a lot of kernels. Right, you can see RB right there. You can see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you got a uh, Michael Pittman, you know, commenting that it's better than Oregon's. Yeah, where did he comment that at? Was it on a YouTube video or something? It, it, it was somewhere. He said it. I don't yeah, know if he was, I saw a tweet. You know, but you know yeah. that uh, that was interesting. You know, maybe it was just the excitement of something new, but mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that's funny. Orange Bowl tweeted on here. The trophy's looking nice. The eyeballs emoji. Uh, 2013 national champion Freddie Stevens in here with the fire emojis. You got Levante Taylor in here. <laughs> hey, you got the real Lotro. I don't know about if it's the real. I don't know if it's the real Lotrover. Uh, Timmy Jernigan. Uh, but you got Nyquan Murray in here showing some love to the new um, new digs. You also have Marvin Wilson. Of course, Duffy's loving it. Cam Akers up there. And the comments, but yeah, I'm trying to see if there's any more photos. We need we need more for we need the media. Let let the come on, FSU. Let the media get in there. You know, I don't want to be, you know, selfish or anything, but I'm just trying to get some more pictures and videos for the listeners here. So, you know, I won't take a crystal there. ball, just a nice little tour. No, no, I might touch it, but yeah, that's about I it. Might, might might touch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh there's someone asked it was the lighting in there. Uh, it looks bright. It looks like you stay awake. I don't think you could close your eyes. Uh, really too much and fall asleep in there. Maybe that's the whole key of it. That's probably what Mike Norvell wanted to be honest. Cause he is kind of a, he is kind of crazy. I don't know if Mike Norvell ever does sleep, but I, I will say, and um, Dustin and I were kind of joking about this when we were there for the first practice, you know, you know they were outside picking up micro trash outside of the Moore center before recruits got there. And, and you know, it's the details, stuff like that, that, you know, Norvell, you can tell is very particular about, you know, so when when you have your general manager, whatever you want to call him um, out there, you know, picking up trash, making sure there's nothing, you know, curb appeal for these recruits to walk up to, you know, tells you how detailed he is. Yeah. It's the little things, man. And that's something Mm -hmm. that whenever Mike Norvell and, you know, came to Tallahassee. That's something that he wanted to make it a big emphasis on is respecting the tradition at Florida state and how things should be ran here. Um, and everything should be excellent at all times and top tier and definitely for visits for recruits coming in. You can, you see that they kill it at these visits. They do a very good job. You're seeing high profile targets that put Florida state in those top lists. You know, some that you're not landing, but some that you never would think that they would be, you know, Florida State would be that high up. They're putting themselves at number two, number three. You know, they kill it in visits. They're doing a good job, uh, you know, making developments in the locker room, obviously, here. You know, they're trying to get the football-only facility going. Um, 
you know, there's all different kinds of things that Florida State is trying to do, not just for the future, but like Mike Norvell said in an interview on Tuesday about the players now, Jared Verse, Sean Fuller, Jordan Travis, these players that are currently on the roster taking care of them too. It's always nice to look at the future and take care of things then and plan ahead. But what about the players that are putting in the work now to build the new culture? And, you know, Mike Norvell is doing a great job with that. And it seems to be he's tag teaming with Michael Alford, Florida State's new athletic director. And, you know, since his arrival, you know, things have been kicking. Um, and now with him being promoted to AD, he's still very hands-on with boosters and other uh, curricular things outside of, you know, athletic department stuff. You know, he's they're making moves and it's very much, very much needed. The, the the reaction from these players was awesome. I, I don't I don't think any fan should do any kind of complaining about these lockers. I saw too much complaining. Oh, it's too white. Oh, the, the lockers are too tight. Mother, what else do you mother expect? mother mother, mother f? Fans. Uh, uh, yeah, can't mother be happy f. about anything. I was about to say you're gonna try to fit into a locker if 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 Stephen Dix uh, if Stephen Dix can fit into it, you can fit into it. Um, and like you said, yeah. Logan, this is just this is just the beginning. So imagine what it's going to look like in a couple of years when they continue to make progress on these developments, including the the football only facility and all the other stuff that, that's going to come with it. They're really making a, a big investment into the like you said, the now and the future of this football program. There you go. Um, There's Fuller. I'm a- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that make you nervous? It, it made me a little nervous. He's like, he's like, this, I heard this is worth a million dollars. It's like, don't knock it over. Might be worth more than that. I would be nervous if I was standing in front of something that was worth a million dollars and I could just sit there and, you know, accidentally fall and break it or something. Uh, Yeah. No. I think I'd be a little nervous too. Check my uh, yeah, shoelaces. But... <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll have to make sure. If we do actually get a visit in there, which I hope we do, hopefully media will be able to get in there and after spring and take some photos and give y'all a real uh, real thoughts on it. But yeah, those, those locker rooms are really, really nice. So shout out to the program there. And the design so I, I, I would that. say the, the, the lights really pop with that black in the, in the ceiling too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, that design team killed it on that. Um, great and I feel like it's only going to help um, now that, the football staff and the athletic administration are, are all on the same page, top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, and you saw we can kind of jump this into a little bit of recruiting too before we get to basketball. But, you know, we saw reactions from Chris Parson. You got to see a reaction from Santana Fleming along others. But it seemed like the recruits uh, really enjoyed the new – we put out a piece too of some of the top recruits reacting to those locker rooms. They they liked it. Definitely Chris Parson. He shared it, I think, on all of his socials, but really liked the new digs that he'll be being a, that he'll be able to check out whenever he comes for a spring game weekend and you know, whenever he's a future seminal. Yeah, I've I've only seen positive reactions really to Florida State's locker room, except I guess from the fan base, but at least the recruits and the guys that are actually going to be using it one day, they seem to like it. So I'll I'll take their opinion. Uh, do y'all want to uh, anything recruiting wise really worth mentioning? Just uh, that there's always people on campus every single day. 
spring games coming up. That's the next big thing. So we'll see. It's just like Dustin said, it's an everyday thing. They got, they got guys. You know, not every kid that visits is a take. It's a process. It's evaluating, getting guys on campus. You know, building relationships. So, you know, there's a lot of activity there. You know, there's, I, I think they're one of the most active staffs right now when it comes to recruiting. So, yeah, they've had guys practically at, at every single spring practice um, during the week on Saturdays and Sundays are having tons of unofficial visitors roll in, whether it's players and their parents or a whole bus of, of recruits. We've seen that consistently throughout the month of March, each weekend, there's a ton of guys on campus. Um, that's going to continue this weekend as well. I believe there's going to be some recruits coming up to actually watch the, the, the spring scrimmage as close to the media. So I'm going to be hitting those guys up to, to get some nuggets. Some nugs, baby, with some <laughs> sauce too. Hopefully, I want some. That's sauce the way. That's the way to do it. Yeah, I want sauce with them nugs, please. Yeah, there was on Tuesday. I was texting y'all. I was like, I'm. I this was more recruits than I think I've ever seen. It was unbelievable. Bus loads just heading into the practice fields. So, yeah. uh, Magnarvel and he he mentioned that Magnarvel talked about it on Tuesday. He said, you know, I want to get these practices ran later in the afternoon, so this allows some of the high schoolers to be able to travel with their coaches over to Doak and be there in time after school classes are over and yada, yada, yada. So, you know, this is Magnervell. This is his master plan. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if it ends up working in the recruiting uh, realm of things. Uh, there's a question here about stadium upgrades. You know, this is something also Michael Alford has been working on for over a year now, um, you know, trying to uh, get some of the club levels uh, situated. You know, you're seeing now beverages, at least with alcohol now being introduced, now being allowed for selling inside stadiums to where you can bring it to your stands. You know, that's helped a lot. You saw, I think, in one of Alfred's reports, he saw, you know, a lot of increase in revenue with that and that work. And I mean, it's Tallahassee, Florida State fans like to drink. So, um, you know, that wasn't a shocker there, but, you know, it's sad that he had to come in and say, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to make a lot of money. So, you know, uh, there's some things that Florida state needed to do and Alfred's coming in to do this, but there is stadium upgrades in the works by far. I wish maybe we'll be able to get Alfred on here uh, after spring. And so kind of kind of can kind of go through some of these projects that he's working on. I'm sure he'd love to come on here and give us some actual good Intel on it. But I, I will say that Gonzaga does not deserve a number one seed ever again. Mm, tough. They lost on, they blew it. He must have blew it. No, there's four seconds left, and they're down by seven. They can still do it. Uh, there's a question here from uh, Timmy asking about where does the impact of Ray, uh, general manager Derek Ray uh, come in as for recruiting or on the team? This is, to me, kind of a mix of both. We talked with him and to the kickoff lunch, and he talked about his biggest emphasis right now is in the transfer portal and making sure that the team, the coaches have a list of guys that they want or that are targeting that they can keep up to date with and, and you know, figure out visit situations, which guys have entered. He said that he's continuously refreshing the phone. He said that he had somebody in the offices while he was at that luncheon, just continuously refreshing the transfer portal. So that's been a big emphasis for him. But, you know, he's taken on a whole lot of other things and some things I probably don't even know what the flying F he's doing, honestly. And, I think that's kind of his role and, you know, he's spaced on a lot of different areas and it's wherever Mike Norvell thinks he fits best. And you see that 
with a lot of these new off-field hires. Um, but at least from what you know, the interview I took away from, his big emphasis right now is uh, a transfer portal and taking care of things there. But like you had mentioned, Nate, you know, he's helping clean out, making sure that things look pretty whenever recruits are coming in town. And you know, that's what Norvell wants. He wants a lot of the, the support staff people to be, you know. If, if you're going to be hired, you're going to have to be coming here to work. Things got to be clicking. Um, yeah. At, at, at every top flight program has these kind of guys. So, you know, yeah. whether it's right or wrong, the Bamas, the Georgias, Ohio States, they have a ton of support staff. You know, one, it allows the coaches to really focus on them, what they got to focus on. But also, too, it, it's a lot of brains, man. It's a lot of different experiences, a lot of different ideas that help help you, you know, grow your program. So, you know, this guy can, can run the day-to-day operation stuff that allows Norval to not have to pull away from, you know, the important stuff, so to speak. Like you said, Logan, I, I think he's really going to be involved in, in multiple areas. You know, you mentioned the scouting aspect and looking at players in the transfer portal, but also player management with current guys on the roster, building relationships with them and making sure they're comfortable within the program. And, you know, outside of picking up trash, he's been pretty involved <clears throat> in Florida State's recruiting <laughs> efforts outside the Moore, um, coming out, welcoming prospects and, and their families to campus, um, just being out there involved, um, talking to guys, engaged. And just from everything I've seen so far, really impressive individual. And, and not only that, onto the recruiting trail, I've noticed guys from the West Coast that are getting offers, they're mentioning him a lot. So it seems like he's being directly involved in putting out some offers for Florida state, which is big as well. So Ray is going to have a pretty significant impact on Florida state's program moving forward. Yeah. And like I said, we probably don't know 90% of what that flying F he's doing, probably but <laughs> as long as it's working, we'll see if it works into on the field, we'll see. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a good conversation to have with him at the kickoff lunch, and I'm glad Coach Norvell, you know, wanted him to come there to kind of you know tell us to the media, you know, really what his role was like, which I still didn't really fully figure out. But hey, I'm wishing him the best of luck. He does; he's at every practice. So uh, let's see anything else. I don't think there's anything else really football. Uh, Gene Dackerhoff, I definitely do want to mention that. You know, I was gone whenever that announcement was made. What do you say, D. Lou or uh, Nate? The goat. I said that that sucks, man. Yeah, you know that does suck. It does. But. It does stink. But yeah, he announced his uh, retirement. It will be. At, it will be the spring game. That will be his last call. I thought he'd do a one one more run. I don't know if he did. He announce to his retirement from the Bucks, also calling games there for this upcoming mm-hmm. season, or is it just strictly Florida State? Do we know that yet? I'm I'm not totally sure. Based on what I was reading, it seemed like he was doing one more year with the Bucks, but I'm I'm not totally sure. Okay, gotcha. Um. But hopefully it's not health related, you know. No, he, hopefully something uh, didn't pop up. No, I we saw I saw him on pra- at practice on Tuesday, and he was all talking. That guy can talk. I think he says hey to every single person he walks by, no matter if you're man, woman, six year old, two year old. I mean, it's hard for him to even leave practices. I just watched him while we were up in the Dick Hauser watching practice, and I think he said hi to every single person while he's walking, leaving the practice field. So definitely can still talk. That's for sure. But, Not bad for uh, a gator. Just a lot of travel. Yeah. I bet that is a lot. Especially of at that age. Yeah, but six. He's in his upper seventies now. 
<clears throat> yeah, dude, Florida State football, Florida State basketball, and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like, that's a lot of travel, a lot of talking, which, I mean, obviously he can talk with the best mm-hmm. of them, but that's, that's a lot for someone that's, you know, upper 70s. Yeah. No, much respect. Would, would have loved to get one more, one more we'll big time that. game, you know, one, one, one more big time bowl game out of him, you know? He's fun to listen to when during the big games, man. He is. He has some crazy, wild reactions. He's 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 a legend, um, and so yeah, he'll be having his last call uh, for Florida State on uh, the spring game. So definitely, we'll be looking for some big time uh, promos and recognition for that on uh, that day while we are there in attendance. Uh, but yes. Uh, shout out to the goat Gene Deckerhoff. Has always been very nice to us and uh, treated us right. So, um, wishing him the best and congratulations uh, on what might maybe uh, retirement. We'll see if he's still if he's still going to kick it and go with the Bucks. He might with Brady coming back. He might have said, "Oh, I might stay for another year." Ah, screw it. So, uh, might have one more run uh, there with the Bucks. We'll see. Uh, let's finish it off with some basketball scoopage, uh, VZ. You know, you have a couple things recruiting wise. I know, uh, we also had a transfer happen and then you also got to kick it with Trent Forrest a little bit, which I think you should talk if, uh, a little bit about, but yeah. What do you want to start off with Ballard entering the transfer portal? Maybe. Yeah, I guess we can start with that. Um, Quincy Ballard, the, I guess the fourth string center, if you want to call him that way, um, entered the transfer portal on Monday. I think anyone that followed the team at all this season was not surprised. Um, I think I'd put, I think I tweeted, you know, over a month ago that I didn't expect him on next year's team. Um, he just didn't play. And a guy that's in his second year in the program usually start getting a little bit of playing time. He played, I think it was what, 85 total minutes this season. Um, and that's in a year where Tenor Ingham, Malik Osborne, and Nahim McLeod missed something like 34 combined games. Um, and they're relying on, walk on Harrison Prieto to play 18, 20 minutes per game. Like at that point, writing's on the wall, you know, let, let him go somewhere else and use that scholarship on someone that can actually play. Um, they've already started exploring some options. They have uh, Brown transfer Jalen Ganey coming in on a visit tomorrow. He's um, Ivy league, Ivy league defensive player of the year, two times in a row. Um, great shot blocker, a little bit undersized at six foot nine, but he gives great mobility down low. Um, not much offensively, but you know they've already gone and visited him as a staff, and now he's coming to campus tomorrow. So I expect something. I, I don't. I'm not expecting him to commit, but I'm expecting at least some news tomorrow about how that visit's going. Um, and then there's a there's so many guys that've entered the portal that you know Florida State's been involved with, whether it's Alex Chiku at Alabama, um, Josh Minot at Memphis, um, and then you have Julian Phillips. Obviously, is a big one decommitting from LSU who. You know, we covered that recruitment pretty heavily in, in what was it, October, late yeah. September. I mean, we were all over that recruitment. It was thought to be FSU up until, you know, literally the last hour, and he picks LSU. Now with him decommitting, does does Florida State try and kick the tires again, get him, get him down to Tallahassee? He's a very talented prospect. I mean, he raised the ceiling of this team tremendously next season. Um, it, but it's also, gonna, it, Sorry, go ahead, it, but it, I do have a question for you. It's one of those, do they really want a seventh freshman for next year's team? It's already going to be a really, really young team, which um, I'll talk about in in some articles coming up. But it's a young team. Do they really want seven true freshmen on next year's team? It's something that I don't know. But granted, Phillips is as talented as they come. 
Yeah, with Philip, so <clears throat> he enters a transfer portal, and like you said, Florida State was very tight. There was no m mess up with the relationship there with Florida State, right? That was still, they were in very close with Landingham, and they just ended up picking LSU where it, they were to it, kick the tires, and it wouldn't be to be like, hey, you know, we're, we're still here kind of thing. It, it was more of a, a bag alert scenario. Yeah, it was, it was one yeah. of those with LSU. You know, I mean, Will Wade's never played, never played fair. That's why he's um, gone. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's not going to LSU. That's why Phillips isn't going to LSU. Um, you know, the, the family surrounding Julian Phillips really wanted him to go to Florida State. Um, I believe his high school coach really wanted him to go to Florida State. Um, it's one of those where the people around him really, really were pushing him for FSU, and he just decided against it. And, and I'm sure Coach Smith has a great relationship with him and that family because I mean, Smith's a South Carolina guy. You know, that Phillips is from the Columbia, South Carolina area. I'm sure they still have a great working relationship. And, you know, I, I don't want to get my hopes up, but it, it kind of seems like it's going to be FSU or Auburn. We'll, we'll see how it comes down. I know he's not expected to really think about it until the McDo after the McDonald's All-American game, which I think is next weekend. Mm -hmm. I don't um, know. I put it in an article. I, I, for, I forget what <laughs> I it is. I'm looking for you. you I know it's a heartbeat. Yeah, it's one of those guys. Heartbeat, you, man. you put him on the wing with Matthew Cleveland, yeah. and that's yeah, a that's a week. scary wing combination with those two. Yeah, that's next week, by the way, BZ. I think but you. I think if he week. wants in, you take him no matter what, because you don't have a freshman committed right now. That's as talented as him, and your best freshman that you do have committed, Deontay Green. He's he's got a torn ACL, and he's probably going to miss the majority, if not all, of next year anyway. So you need a freshman that can come in and that has the talent to instantly impact. Uh, this roster. I mean, I, I really like Chandler Jackson, who I think is a top 75, top 80 guy. Um, but yeah, there's nowhere near the caliber of player that Phillips is. If you can find a way to get him on the roster, you do it. They, they got to get some scholarships figured out because right now you've only got one open spot with Ballard leaving. You know, does, does someone enter the NBA draft that we don't expect? Does someone transfer that we don't expect? Does someone like Deontay Green gray shirt with his torn ACL and they, they push his entry to campus back, back a year? I mean, there's things they can do. I just don't know if they'll actually do it. Um, but th this team needs a talent influx. They really do. Um, I talked about it a little bit in my uh, season grade analysis or season report card article that y'all published today. And yep. th there's a lot about that. I talked about guys that they're thinking about the NBA, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense. So um, I published that, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to send a reminder about it in the afternoon, and I saw it on Twitter. I was like, okay, cool. Me and, me and uh, Dustin fight for <laughs> – to stay on the good side of easy. I, I, I mean, there's only really one guy who should test the waters. That's John Butler. You know, it's, it, and, it's and, one of those. I think that's a reach. He, he's one of those. I've, t I've talked to one of my one of my scout friends. They're like he's he's got the biggest potential of anyone on the team, but he's just he has to add weight. He has to get stronger. He has to improve his consistency, like game to game. Because he had, I mean, there's games like Notre Dame where he's got you know 18 points, four blocks. Like just dominating both ends of the floor, and he had plenty of other games where he has three points on eight shots. You know, he's getting pushed around everywhere. He, he's really got to build up his frame a little bit. Get to you know maybe two ten, two fifteen, weight wise, because he's still at one ninety. It's, it's very light for someone his size. I agree with that. That's the biggest knock on his game right now is just him continuing to add size and muscle, as well as staying healthy. Because you know, yeah, I think you you've said it a lot, but he dealt with a, an ankle injury throughout the majority of conference play that, that really hindered him. Yeah, he, he for most of the conference play, anytime he wasn't playing, he was in a walking boot, which, I mean, that's tough. I mean, for any player, much less a true freshman that weighs 190 pounds at seven foot one. 
Um, gotta yeah, gotta stay healthy. Gotta get stronger. Um, which, you know, Coach Bradley with with the strength and strength and training program at Florida State, he does a great job of getting those guys built. I mean, there's a reason Malik Osborne's as big as he is now. That Chris Kamaji gained what was it, 60 pounds over the course of his career. If anyone can do it, it's Coach Bradley. Mm-hmm. Man. I could dunk on Nate Greer so easily. Go. It could be so easy. I'm just now thinking about that. Like, just poster, <clears throat> just right over his neck, that big neck, just boom, right over it. On That's a 10 foot goal or like an eight foot goal? Yeah. Yeah. Nate shared that video. Of that, <laughs> that, was, that was really funny. Yeah. That would be Dustin. That that, would Nate, be Dustin. Nate does this once a week where he'll go, Hey, did you see, did you guys see Dustin do this? That's such and a dad. It's a dad <laughs> thing to do. He doesn't have a son. So he's got to be, it is, it is like a once a week thing at like a random, random time. And I just look at my phone and I'm like, what was no, the one Dustin's getting last bullied. week? The Going back to work. Was, the one last week was hilarious. I forget what video it was. I didn't get to see that one. I didn't get to see it. I, was I, I completely forget. There, the one last week was better than this one. I agree, it was. I, but I can't. I, I can't remember it. Like mm. the detail. Tough. Just keep so it up, funny. Nate. Keep it up. There's too many messages to scroll back to. Yeah, I, 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 Logan. Yeah. Never in your life would you dunk on me. One, you, you don't have the you don't have the ups for oh. it. Two, I foul the shit out of you. Yeah, you probably <laughs> just throw me. <laughs> I completely bully and beat your ass. The yeah, nah. You Let me get a few ever. shots, and I'm good to go. We'll be ready to rock. You said so. You were with Trent Forrest though today. Yeah. you got to meet up with uh, Tallahassee legend. Yeah, the the mayor of Tallahassee Chipley. himself. The mayor of Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, today's my day off, and of course, you know, I'm laying around. I'm having people hit me up all day. I'm like, of course, my day off. If people actually hit me up, but like if. Like at four o'clock, he calls me. He's like, "Hey, man, we just landed um, at the shop. I want to come check it out." I'm like, "No, but I could be there." <laughs> so, oh. shower real quick, run up there. And it was nice. good to catch up. I haven't talked to him in a, in a year or so. Yeah, because um, well, they're how they're much money did he spend on shoes? That's what we want to know. That's uh, private. Uh, yeah, it's but private. a good, a good, a good, decent. Yeah, decent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. What can you say? What shoes he got? How many um, pairs did he buy? He bought two for himself and one for somebody else. Oh, nice. I didn't get mine, so I still haven't got mine. Neither is Nate. Yeah, it was good to catch up, see how he's well, doing. What, what did he buy? What, what, what did he buy? Because I know there's some Two pairs people. of dunks. Um, for anybody that knows, he just bought those purple and white dunks that just came out. And then there's another pair called the Curry Dunks that only came out overseas. Um, he got those. And then he got the Fragment collaboration with Nike on the Sakai Waffle. You got the all great pair of those on the what waffle Sakai <laughs> Sakai is its own kind of brand. You got to know like all these there's two people, to what, what two people know. wears. He has zero yeah. clue what's being said. Yeah. So we got these. These just came me, out. Like, yeah, let me go week. grab my tennis shoes. It's kind of an embarrassment. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know. What, what would you call Dustin shoes? Austin, please. How did how did you guys get the overseas curry shoe? <clears throat> you know. What do they call it? We can get anything. They're called medium curry. Oh, it's not Steph Curry shoes, though. Are these? Yeah. Is it? Oh, these are pretty cool. Yeah, There's no really, way in hell really nice. I could rock those. There's no way in hell I could really, rock Really, really nice. Yeah. We've, only, we've only touched two pairs, and he got one of them. 
Which so one? What are the other ones you got? Pretty um, pricey. Sakai, S-A-C-A-I. Fragment. Gray. Waffle Gray. I see it. Oh, wow. Look at, what the f... What in the world are these? They're comfortable. He, he got what those for somebody the- else. <laughs> yeah, he got those for somebody else. They're like they're a mix of new balance. Look at the double swoosh. That almost had like Every, everything everything's double. It's like the outsole's double, the swooshes are double, the laces are yellow, the tons double. Oh yeah. Hmm. Those are pretty dope though. How about uh what are those range around? You know, you have to give us a price that you gave him. Um, what are those range? Five hundreds. <laughs> get me out. Get me out. Yeah. Get me out. Get me out. Get me out. Get me out. It, it, it was it was great catch up with him because me and him were really close in college. Yeah. The, po- the podcast we did with him was one of my favorites we've ever done. I'd love to have him uh, back on. Just a really cool dude. Really laid back. It's great to catch up with him. I'm, I'll see him tomorrow night as well at the game. Um, because they're playing the Hornets tomorrow night. Flex. Odd flex. Yeah, that's a flex. See him tomorrow. Dude, Where are you, you sitting at? Are you sitting courtside? I don't know. We'll find out when I walk in. <laughs> You know where you're sitting. He's sitting next know. to MJ. He's sitting next to MJ. I, I don't know where I'm sitting yet. I'm, I'm waiting funny. on one of my other basketball guys to send me the tickets. Oh, the other guy. Jesus, man. Just sending <laughs> tickets left and right, man. Damn. Hey, you deserve a dub easy after a really rough uh, basketball season. You know, you going downhill so Nate can have a good football season ahead of him. So. It's going to be an average football season. But we haven't even oh. talked about the biggest basketball news, honestly. Coach yeah. Gates. Hard yeah, Dennis Zay. Gates, man. Congratulations. Shout out, Coach Gates. I had a, had a conversation with Coach Jones so, yesterday about it. We were both excited for him. So the question is, something happens and, and you know, Hamilton starts signing next year. You think that he leaves there after one year if he's a true option? I don't know. It, it depends on what his contract looks like in Missouri because, obviously, SEC mm-hmm. money is different. Um, but it's also Missouri, so it's not like your usual <laughs> SEC. Um and he had a pretty cheap contract at Cleveland State, so I don't know how much they, how much of a raise they gave him. Because I think he was making like three hundred a year at Cleveland State. Um, I'm sure he's close to a, close if not over a million, but who knows? And I know Florida State's given him what is it like two point one three million something like that. So I mean, he's got to be the next guy that everyone wants, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, there's you should have seen all the tweets after he got hired by Missouri from Florida State fans, like, oh, I thought he was our guy next. Still um, can be. He still can be. And Ham still has technically, what is it, three more years on his contract, four more years? So, you know, stars align. Maybe something works out. Um, but Coach Gates was always one of those guys that once he got a head coaching job, he was going to rise fast. Um, we saw that. He was only at Cleveland State for three years, got onto an NCAA tournament for the first time since, what was it, 2007, 2008, something like that. Um, back-to-back league championships in the regular season. He was, he was always going to succeed once once he got that spot. Um, it took him a little bit too long to get the job. Because um, I know at FSU, he interviewed for numerous jobs, Marquette, Cal, just plenty of jobs he just didn't get. Um, I knew his time would come, and I, I'm, I'm super happy for him, super happy for his family. And he's going to succeed at Missouri, even if the Missouri fans aren't exactly happy about it. Mm-hmm. They can go eat a bag of flaming hot. They're so upset for no reason. <laughs> wow. they, they live in Missouri, okay? Like they're upset about everything. Well, oh, what, they, what does <laughs> Missouri expect to get? There, there, there are some bigger names out there, but I don't think there's any better coaches and better men 
and be- better developers of men than Coach You're Gase. You're a little biased, though, to be honest. Still, I mean, Coach Gase is just one of those guys, <laughs> when you spend time around him, yeah, uh, he, he's different. I'm just kidding. You get, I definitely you have, want yeah, him to you be have, Leonard Hamilton's successor whenever yeah, that have, time does come. Yeah, you have you, you know him more than we do. So I, I, I listen to you, VZ, unlike some of these other people who think that I'm making up stuff at practices. You, you know? only listen to me on the podcast. That's about it. <laughs> that's about right. I don't read your text. I, 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 I post on a group chat. Get left I, well, come on. That's a, and Logan for like two hours. Then have to then have to put the, the question emphasis on it. What do you mean? Does the group chat say when we read it? No, but yeah, he doesn't know. So no, he could be ignoring you. I'm safe. He could just read it. And <laughs> no, I know. I just I just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, now you didn't see it. You just backtracked on what you already just admitted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what an a-hole. Remember man. when they said like three weeks ago they were going to give me ed- editing uh, and yeah. publishing? That's, that's on him. I can't yeah, do that. I'm, I'm ready whenever, but you got to stop going to these country concerts, all right? I, I, haven't, g- I haven't gone in three weeks. I've been available. I've for an entire week. I can't even get on the site to put my stuff on there. Don't even get me started. That is your fault. Good. We'll do it when we get that off here. Perfect. Fault. We'll get it started. I, I, all I need is an email. We'll get you in. You'll be life-changing. Yeah, us. man. Yeah. We'll talk after the podcast. No, you'll leave. You'll leave. Absolutely. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> asshole. Uh, all right. I think that's going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, we'll have a scream, a scream, a spring scrimmage to kind of recap a little bit. We'll have interviews from after the practices and Maybe we'll have some scoopage there and some nugs uh, to give you guys. And then Florida State's Pro Day is on Tuesday. We'll be in attendance for that. If I see Mike Tomlin, I'm telling him we're getting Malik Willis. But big days for Jermaine Johnson, Keir Thomas. Keir Thomas, I think, is going to have a big day for his Pro Day. Absolutely disrespectful what the NFL uh, Combine did to him and not inviting him there. So I hope Keir Thomas has a good one. Andrew Andrew Parchman, Devontae Love-Taylor. A lot of guys at practice, including Sean Corbin and Jordan Wilson, were here today getting prepared. Emmett Rice, too. So a lot of guys competing on Tuesday in front of some NFL scouts. So we'll be there in attendance for that. And then we'll be live on Thursday at 830. Still trying to figure out what the football practice schedule is going to be like next week. So it's probably going to be all over the place with Pro Day being uh, on Tuesday. So we'll see. But uh, I think that's going to wrap it up, everybody. appreciate everyone on here. Uh, thanks for welcoming us back after our break. If you haven't yet, if you're a Bucks fan, if you like Tampa, go check out our site, BucksGameDay.com. Um, things are starting to bump over there. We've got a lot of content coming for you guys. So I know I know a lot of FSU fans here listen uh, on to this and are also t- uh, Bucks fans. So uh, we're trying to bring a lot of content over there for y'all. So if you are a Bucks fan, at BucksGameDay on Twitter and BucksGameDay.com powered by sports illustrated so uh yeah everybody enjoy the rest of y'all's week and weekend Uh, if you're listening on itunes subscribe hit the follow button along with spotify and our friends over there at google play subscribe now comment appreciate everybody listening the numbers have been crazy wild so i appreciate it we got a long a long a big big busy month ahead so i appreciate it all right y'all have a great weekend and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week peace Yeah.